listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. I have a good friend that recently had a pretty scary experience. He had a heart attack. But the interesting thing about that is even while this heart attack should have killed him, he was fortunate. He was fortunate because he was around people when it happened and they were able to immediately respond. And so after the heart attack, he's in the hospital and they tell him that he has a pretty serious blockage in several of his arteries. And so they had to go in and do surgery to clear up those arteries, to change them out for some clear ones. The interesting thing was after the fact. Now, let me just tell you up front, my friend is okay. He's doing well. He's recovering well and is enjoying the fact that his whole body is now getting a whole fresh supply of blood. And that's my point. He had been in decline for years and didn't even know it. Several of the vessels that were taking blood towards his heart and away from his heart were so blocked that the doctor said he was getting only 10 to 20% of the circulation that he should be getting. In other words, he had been losing over the years, over time, more and more oxygen to the rest of his body, more and more blood cells to the rest of his body that were keeping him going. So as his circulation was cutting down, his whole body was trying harder and harder to keep up. What he didn't know is over time, the circulation in his body was going away little by little by little. What he told me was because he didn't know that, when the surgery was over, when most people are really not feeling so well, he was feeling great because his whole body, his brain, everything was getting the oxygen it needed finally. Now, the fact that it was getting oxygenated is great. Uh, The fact that he's recovering is great. But the interesting thing was he didn't realize that he was in trouble until the trouble was so great that he was in mortal danger. Not just a little bit of trouble. He was in mortal danger and was fortunate to have survived. So that's my first little thing. A second one is an experience that I've been having in jiu-jitsu where I've realized that sometimes... I can work on a choke with somebody, and if I don't apply too much pressure, they don't notice it. They don't fight it as much. So let me explain a little bit about jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is a martial art that I've been practicing for a little over a year and a half and have just now gotten to a place where I am no longer a white belt. And so in the process, we do a lot of sparring. If you're not familiar with jiu-jitsu, we're basically using leveraging and pressure points and body weight and also blood flow to learn how to uh, work through a fight to, to defeat somebody. So instead of trying to hit somebody or kick somebody, one method that you've probably seen if you're familiar with mixed martial arts is to actually kind of knock the person out by restricting the blood flow to their brain. Now, this is not considered to be a very risky way of doing it compared to like getting hit where you have a concussion or anything else. But what you're doing is basically slowing the blood supply to the brain until the body just naturally falls asleep. So when somebody grabs your neck kind of harshly, you would probably react pretty strongly to try to break their grip. But what if they just feel like they're kind of cradling your, your neck, cradling your throat. Maybe you even think 
that they barely have you, you might not worry about it so much. And so what I've realized is where in the beginning I was trying to go for a, as fast as I could to set a choke, that it's much more effective if I make it feel much more like a hug, like I've just got hold of them and I'm trying to reposition. Because even at 20 or 30% of cutoff to the circulation, instead of them suddenly going into a kind of a, a mode of reaction, they go to sleep. Now, I will tell you that I'm not trying to put anybody to sleep. I'm not trying to get that to happen. But that's part of the rolling to set somebody up for that. And so what I've realized is instead of going for a 90% or you know 80% grab where it's kind of a harsh, hard grab, I go for more like a 30 or 40% where it just feels like I have a snug grip. And slowly it accumulates. All I have to do is hold on long enough. So you may be wondering what the point of this is. First, we talk about a medical story about someone who could have died from a heart attack. And then I talk about this uh, method of fighting somebody. So what's the point with marriage? Well, in marriage, your circulation is your connection. That's your lifeblood of any relationship is the feeling of connection with somebody. When we are courting somebody, we are trying to do everything we can to connect with them, to show our love and appreciation of them, to try to make them feel loved. And we want the same coming our direction. Over the years, though, couples tend to kind of let that go, become a little more complacent about that. And so the lifeblood, the circulation, the connection between them can sometimes diminish. But more than that, we have what I refer to as a pause button marriage. Pause button marriage is when you hit the pause button somewhere in your marriage because you think, oh, we'll come back to this. You know, I'm just hitting pause. I'm putting our relationship in something of suspended animation. We'll just reanimate this when, and then you can fill in the blank. You hit the pause button when you have kids so you can raise the kids and you'll come back to your relationship after the kids. Or maybe you are trying to get to a job promotion or even just be successful in the job you're in. And so you hit the pause button as you work hard to try to provide for the family. Or maybe it's a hobby or avocation, something you're pursuing. Maybe you've decided to uh, take up, um, uh, say, biking, which could take, for some people, hours and hours and hours a week, or golfing that takes hours and hours and hours a week. And I'm not saying anything bad about the time you might devote to some activity as much as what happens when we let that activity take away from the connection that should be in the relationship. So maybe it's a lot of training for something. It could be friends saying, you know, I'm at that point of life where I just got to be out with my friends and, and we'll come back to ourselves after we've done this friend thing, after we've gotten through this point in life. Usually it's a after we get through this stage in life, we'll come back together. So then you fast forward to the place where the kids are launched, the career is done, uh, the activities are over, the friends are in the background, and you return to the relationship and you try to hit the unpause button to discover that there's no relationship left, that the connection isn't paused, it's gone. Over the years, I've had a recurring story of people coming to me saying, I, I didn't know it was this bad. You know, I thought, okay, we're not great, our relationship isn't where it needs to be, but that's okay. 
We'll get back to it only to have a spouse come in and say, well, I don't love you. You don't love me. So let's call it quits. Often that spouse who announces that they don't love each other is surprised to hear from the other one that they absolutely do love and that they didn't want the relationship to end. Sometimes it's a huge wake-up call for the person who was on pause. Sometimes it's a a wake-up call and a surprise for the person who was ready to leave the relationship. We do a lot of things when we don't have the connection. So just for a minute, recognize this key point. We humans are built for connection. It's in our DNA. It's at our very roots. And so when we don't have the connection, it can feel very painful. In fact, the same area of the brain that is activated when we are physically injured is activated when we are distanced from love, from the loving of somebody. And we deal with that in some sometimes hurtful ways. For instance, sometimes you hit the pause button and you both dig into relationships elsewhere. Maybe it's relating to the kids or relating to people at the office or relating to uh, others who are in your avocation or relating to an inappropriate relationship because you're still trying to find the connection. And, And here's the thing that most people fail to notice. We don't notice that. We justify it. We think, oh, this is the time when our kids need us so much, and so I'm going to invest myself in their activities or you know, sleep in their room or do all kinds of other activities, or I've got to stay after to work on that special project or be on that special team, or I've got to uh, really put in the training with this group of people and I can't miss those training sessions, or this is just a good friend, somebody that we can share our life story with. The connection that needed to be in the marriage is pulled away and pushed somewhere else, even if you think it's because you're just pausing it for this stage in life. The stage in life was a time to come together and you didn't recognize it. You didn't see that coming because it felt like it was important to do these other things, much to the detriment of the marriage. So people hit the pause button. They go through that stage of life. Then they unpause And they don't know who that other person is. They've lost touch with their spouse. They no longer know their spouse's hopes, dreams, aspirations. They don't know their spouse's fears, their spouse's concerns. They don't even know how to talk with their spouse anymore. Don't know how to touch their spouse anymore. Don't know how to do things with a spouse anymore. One of the big points of risk in a marriage is when the kids leave, empty nest. Another big risk time for relationships is retirement. Another big time is when there's a big transition with a job or some other big transition in life, and you have to step back and say, okay, what's important to me? And many times at that point, what they don't feel is important is the marriage. If you've hit the pause button, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because as you've tried to unpause it, you come back and realize that you're now strangers in the relationship. You don't know what to do. There's there's no such thing as pause in a relationship. Yes, you can hit pause on uh, your uh, iPhone or iPad or iPod or Android or whatever it is that you're listening to music. Yeah, I do that every day. I'm listening to an audiobook and I can just hit pause and come back to that exact same spot 
in my audiobook. I've been listening to one great audiobook for a while now because it's so long. It's a 26-hour recording. So at the end of my walk, I hit pause. I come back the next day, and she starts on the exact word I paused on. Pretty cool. But that doesn't work in the rest of life. There is no pause in anything that has more organic nature to it. For instance, can you pause watering plants, real plants, right? Can you pause watering them? If you have house plants and you pause watering your house plants for six months, you'll have dead house plants in six months. Or can you pause your own eating? I mean, if you do that, there are health repercussions to that. You Sure, you can pause for a while. You could do a little intermittent fasting. But even the people who talk about fasting recognize that even after a couple of days, there begins to be a downgrading of the body. And so we can't pause eating for very long. But what happens, say, if you pause exercising? Does your body stay in the same shape it was when you put the pause button on? Or do you start to lose body mass or, more importantly, muscle mass and gain other types of body mass? When we pause things that are organic, the organic things begin to decline. And that's the nature of organic things including love. It's either growing or declining. There is no pause. You can't hit the pause button. When you do, you've already signed up for a decline without even knowing it. As soon as you hit pause, the connection begins to decline. It doesn't stay on even. You and your spouse continue going around life. You continue to change. You may not know it. You continue to grow. But the problem is that when you're not connecting, you're growing apart. You're developing different hopes, dreams, aspirations, interests, fears, concerns, without being able to relate to each other about that. So when we hit the pause button, we're not pausing it. And that's the danger of the pause button. We think we've hit the pause button, but what we've actually done is put the relationship in decline. That's the problem with pause. So what do you do? If you've had that place where you've hit the button and you thought you were pausing it, you're living in a pause button marriage, which is really a marriage in decline. If you hear this and you're listening to the podcast because of your interest, not because you're in crisis, but your interest in making your marriage better, the quick solution is you unpause it. You say to your spouse, hey, we've got to work on our connection. We want to move towards something else. I want us to have connection even while we are parenting and even while we are doing our jobs and even while we're doing the avocations and even while we're out with friends, we need to be working on our connection together. Now, if you're not far into a pause, a spouse will probably say, hey, I would love that too. If it's gone on and on, neither one of you may be aware of the damage until the challenge comes along. The kids leave the house. There's a transition in life. There's a retirement. There's something else that happens that causes a shift in your life that then challenges the stuck point in your marriage. Now, if that's happening, then you know what I'm talking about, that you have to find another way of doing that. So there are two ways that this kind of expresses itself. One is the fact that you're suddenly aware of the disconnection. 
Maybe your spouse isn't even as aware as you are, but you're becoming aware of how disconnected you've become. Your decision-making is getting to be difficult. Your connecting together is beginning to be on the decline. And so over time, you see the damage that's being done and you recognize you need to change that. Again, that's a great place to intervene. It's a place where you can step back and say, okay, I want to work on the relationship. I want to work on the connection. The other way that it expresses itself is when a spouse is, there's nothing here anymore. Maybe you've been so invested somewhere else that you didn't feel it coming, or maybe they've invested somewhere else to the point that they no longer feel the need for the relationship. And that's when you hear from a spouse, you know what? I don't love you anymore. I'm not in love with you. And I think I want us to end this. Then what do you do? Oh, that's when you're at first aid. That's when you have to have kind of the emergency surgery that I told you about in the beginning, where my friend had to have some way of radically reestablishing connection. The problem is that when you try to radically reestablish connection with a frontal assault on the other person, it's kind of like if I grab somebody's neck in jujitsu, they're going to react. They're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that I don't grab them too tightly because they're not used to that at that point. So we have to do it a little more slowly. We have to find another way uh, to work through that. If that's where you find yourself, that's part of the process that I outline in the Save the Marriage system. The Save the Marriage system is telling you exactly what happens that gets a marriage in trouble, but it also lays out a roadmap on how you build back from it, not in a way that scares off your spouse, because chasing never works. You want to have a slow approach, but a consistent approach. It's all about rebuilding the connection. Now, a lot of times people say, well, you know, if the connection's gone, it's over. Rarely is the connection completely gone. Many times people are so desperate for that connection that they're ready to step back in. Like my friend discovered when he suddenly had a body full of oxygen, everything felt better. Suddenly there was a lot of relief and it happened pretty quickly for him. The same can happen for your relationship. So if you find yourself at that point, let me invite you to grab my Save the Marriage system. You can find it at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Let's get busy with that. The thing that we are offering right now is if you go ahead and jump in to Save the Marriage, I'm also giving you a free week of my VIP program. It's a virtual coaching program with lots of trainings and tools and things you don't want to miss, especially since the price is great. It's free for that first week. So you can get a trial and see if that's something that you would like to be involved in. I offer it to you as part of the process. You, we don't force you into it. You're free to accept or decline it. But I would suggest you take advantage of that. The second piece is that right now I'm having each of my staff coaches contact everybody who buys the system, who signs up for it. You're not, again, it's not forced upon you, but we offer it to you. You sign up for it on your download page to get a free get started session so that you're using the Save the Marriage system as efficiently and effectively as possible. Both those things are available to you. It's not forced upon you. We don't trick you into it, but it's there for you to get the most use of the Save the Marriage system as you can get. The starting point, Save the Marriage system, go to savethemarriage.com. Do accept my VIP program so you can at least see if that adds value to you and helps you along the way. And if nothing else, you get access to the tools right off the bat to really strengthen your approach and you can request 
a coach to contact you. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you find ways to unpause your button, unpause your marriage by unpausing the button and returning the circulation to your system, to your relationship that it needs. I wish you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.